It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports. It's our first podcast of 2018 and like always, we will this year too be boring you or uh, giving you updates or whichever way you want to take it. But Rahul Puri and Sawar Khan will be part of your life every week. And uh, this is the first time I'm saying hello to my friend in 2018. Hello, Mr. Puri. Hello, Mr. Khan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to everyone. I know it's a little delayed, but uh, hey, I mean, wishes are wishes and good wishes are good wishes. And I think this New Year uh, has really started well for Rahul. So he's in a very, very good mood. And uh, thrilled, thrilled. He's thrilled. To, and, and, and so am I, actually. So yeah, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. And uh, uh, Rahul, another year, another another year of discussing sports. Yeah, another year of discussing sports. Hopefully, uh, a good year of discussing sports. Um, That's right, a good year of discussing hopefully sports. Hopefully, there'll be lots to talk about. Yes, there will be lots to talk about. And uh, what do we have to talk about in, in this podcast? Uh, Manchester City comes to a halt. And they will not be the Invincibles or they will not emulate Arsenal to be the Invincibles. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about South Africa and um, the not-so-great way the Indians are playing out there. And we will talk about the Australian Open because that started and it seems like it will be, again, the old war horses that will be uh, competing for it. So let's start. Uh, I, I, I'll delay the Liverpool discussion just out of cheap thrills. We'll start with the Australian Open. <laughs> Of course you would, of course you would. I've only been waiting for like four days to talk about this. That's right, so I'm going to delay it a little more. This is my cheap thrills about it. So <laughs> let's start with the Australian Open, Rahul. It seems like uh, once again, it will be either Federer, Djokovic or Nadal. I mean, I don't see anybody else challenging them, uh, you know, to win the title. It's such a it's such an injury hit uh, competition as well. I mean, I think the... The women's, you know, they really had a blow, the women's competition, when Serena pulled out um, at the last minute. And, you know, I, I think that uh, the, the the men's is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Federer, it's Nadal, Djokovic is back, and we'll have to see how well he um, he plays. But other than that, um, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, some of these young guys uh, really use this to now sort of stake their claim. I don't know if they'll be able to. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I agree with you that, you know, we hope that they will do it, but I don't see them doing it, Rahul. I mean, I don't see anybody challenging a Nadal or a Federer unless both of them have, like, a really bad day. Yeah, no, I mean, you, 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 I suppose you always look at some, you know, for a sign that, that they're at the end of their their ability to do this. But, I mean, I, ju- I just don't think they are. And, and for that reason, I think that everybody's, you know, basically giving them... Uh, the the lay of the land. The, the, I think the question is is whether these these young guys, your 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 Thames and your uh, Zverevs and your um, uh, uh, you know your your uh, what is his name Gregor, um, you know those guys, they can get a mindset to say yeah I can go out and I can beat Federer, or I, their mindset says I can go out and beat Nadal. Because what's concerning is is that forget you know the Nadal and the, the winning of the Grand Slams and you know the Federer, these guys don't even have particularly good Grand Slam records. I mean you know it's not like they go deep into the Grand Slams and and are getting to quarterfinals and semifinals consistently. They're not. Um, so I really think that you know it it is still a, a 
a mountain to climb for them. But I do hope that uh, you know this is the start of that that rejuvenation. But also, it will be interesting to see how Djokovic plays, uh, Rahul, because he's making a comeback after you know having like a really really torrid year last year. He didn't play particularly well. He was plagued with personal problems. You know, and, and he's coming in into the tournament uh, and he's expected to meet Federer in the semifinals. So I'll be interested to actually see how Djokovic comes up because you really cannot have a, a, a Grand Slam year with Murray pretty much injured and, you know, Djokovic off-colour. It, it just leaves between uh, Federer and Nadal once again and that's not great for the game. But that's not great for the game it's, at all. It's really key to see... Um, how Djokovic is mentally. Um, I have no problems in, in in saying that I think his game will be fine. Um, he's, he's, he's that talented a guy. But, you know, my my worry is, is where is his head? You know, what, can he um, be that? Because, you know, Djokovic, I, I think we've talked about it before. He's, he's he's a bit of a showman. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a character. Um, but then he sort of put that one side when he went on that wonderful run and became sort of a very ice player on the court. And I, you know, you feel that he's going to need to to replicate that. And he'll have uh, to bring it back. He definitely has to bring I, I, it back. I'm not sure if he can, if he still can. So I mean, that that'll be the really interesting thing to see about it. Yeah, I mean, and and I don't think that you know, I mean, you and I, I've seen I've seen your tweets and stuff, and I've been you know looking at other people in the women's game. It could be, it could be anybody's game, you know. I mean, I don't think there's any clear favorites. Uh, Kerber is is out there. She just won a tournament, but she's also inconsistent. It could be anyone's game. I don't see any favorite in the women's in the women's round. Well, there isn't. I mean, the, the answer is is that with Serena out, there there isn't a favorite. I mean, Venus got knocked out in the first round. You know, there are, there are a bunch of these young young girls that that are making them, their way back up. I mean, you know, Muguruza will be there or thereabout. Um, you know, Kerber won her first tournament in like a year um, just before the Australian Open. So, you know, maybe that's a welcome return to form um, for her. But, you know, you're absolutely right. There isn't a clear favorite. Um, you know, Simone Halep is is ranked number one and she's never um, done particularly well at the Grand Slam. So, you know, um, it's anybody's game for the women's tournament. And, uh, you know, I think they've got a different problem to the men's uh, game, but they've got a problem nevertheless. Yeah, we've been discussing that problem and, you know, it's just about lack of consistency from one or two or three or four. Because, I mean, tennis has always seen that, Rahul. Tennis has always been about the rivalries between two or three big players. And in the women's game, it's been pretty much missing for a while. And uh, in the men's game also, there there hasn't been that next round of stars that, you know, can take over from the old uh, from the old guards. So the problem yeah. continues, and it's 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 anybody's game at the Australian Open right now. And um, let's see, you know, which, whichever way it goes. But not that much of an exciting time for tennis. Let's 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 be blunt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, we will then move on to cricket, Rahul. Of course, we will. Um, yes, we will. We'll move on to cricket. And in cricket. You know, I, I, I tweeted yesterday saying that, you know, Indian fans must be feeling what Sri Lankan fans went through when, when their country toured India. And you were the eternal optimist when you tweeted yesterday saying that, you know, oh, this target looks manageable. Well, we I, are- I, I really think that, you know, if, if India go 2-0 down um, in the series as everybody expects them to do today, um, 
I, I really think that Virat Kohli will look back on these last two test matches and, and think, what if? Because, you know, in both of them, India have had opportunities to get yeah, into the game. I mean, let's be, let's be honest about it. I mean, those opportunities, we can look at them as opportunities, but our batsmen have once again shown... I, that I agree. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's, that, that's the thing that he's going to look and he's going to be really annoyed about. I mean, look... Because the bowlers have actually delivered. Absolutely. The bowlers have delivered. And, and what's more is, is that, you know, the first innings of this match, South Africa just wanted to seem to hand us wickets with with runouts and and god knows what and and then india in the field inexplicably we decided that we wanted to drop catches and and not go for catches and and then you know our batting is just so i mean it's just so infuriating that apart from you know pandya in the first test and virat kohli's 100 in the second test nobody else has got a score forget anything else not one other score from one other batsman. It, it is. You know, I think I think it boils down, Rahul. If you look at it, even the first Test match and the second Test match, you know, the pitches have not been the traditional South African hard swinging pitches. They have been they have been semi docile to say. I honestly feel, Rahul, it's to do a lot with the mental strength. They've actually gone out there and they and they believe that they are the underdogs. Well, actually. South Africa should also be the underdogs. Their batsmen are not informed. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I keep going on about how momentum in, in cricket is so important. Sure. And, and sure. when our bowlers, you know, knock South Africa over for 130, it should be momentum that carries into the batsmen. But it just seems that the batsmen just can't get any momentum going, you know. They can't get on a run. And, you know, yesterday I was listening to um, Mandraker um, on the TV and he was making a really good point. If you look at our top three, you know, um, Shikhar Dhawan is useless, so they've got rid of him. And you've got Vijay Pujara and KL Rahul in the top three. If they're all going to bat defensively, okay, there's nobody to set a tone for the innings until Virat Kohli comes in at number four. And at that time, if India, let's say, two down for 20 after 15 overs, then Which Kohli they have been, I mean, even, yeah. even in the first innings. Or even and, the like, and then Kohli has to come in and literally change the whole tone of the innings. So maybe the answer is Kohli goes up to number three and bats at number three rather than batting at number four. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Cheteshwar Pujara has been a real disappointment for me on this tour. Um, he's not batted well at all. And I cannot, I can't understand why away from home our batsmen seem to go through these period, these crises of confidence. I, I yeah, don't, it's just I don't a crisis understand. of confidence. I don't get it, you know. And, and honest to God, I, I think all of us have been saying it. Everybody has been saying it. I mean, Rohit Sharma has no business being in a test team overseas. Shikhar Dhawan and Rohit Sharma and should Sharma never play another no overseas business. test. I mean, like, you know, it's just ridiculous that they keep getting into the team. And I mean, you know, Ishan Sharma already popped up with a couple of wickets in the second innings. But why, why have we not been playing Bhubaneshwar Kumar? I mean, he was the best bowler in that first test match. I mean, even if he was on one leg, you should have played him. He was that much better than everybody else. Yeah, and I think it's 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 pretty much we are 2-0 down, Rahul. I mean, it's only a miracle, but we are 2-0 down. And I don't see the third test going any other way. We will lose this series 3-0 because it's a crisis of confidence. Our batsmen are not confident at all. And I have a pretty much feeling that even the bowlers might give up and say, you know, bollocks to you guys. 
But I mean, you know, if if we lose this test match, I, I think that we it could end up as a whitewash because I just think that you know, we have lost the test match. We, 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 we will just com- completely capitulate in that third test match, um, and you know, this is despite despite a lot going for India in terms of the fact that South Africa lost Dale Stain in the first test match. You know, they had to yeah. bring in a brand new bowler who's played 10 first class matches. I mean, Hashim Amla is not stressed. in form. Hashim are not particularly in form. A bunch of their batsmen are not particularly in form. All of that going for us and we're still 2-0 down. I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing how we can do it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's back to the same old theories that we keep talking about, that we are kings at home. And you know, the, the sad part is that round it seems to be happening with every team. The, the, everybody seems to be losing overseas. It, it is. It, it, losing overseas is a real problem. I mean, it's a it's real, a real problem. problem. I mean, Australia loses to Bangladesh in Bangladesh. So it's 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 that it's, bad. You know, it's because the ICC and, and you know, the, the, it, it's something that I've gone on and on about. The problem here is that you know, these deme- it's more lucrative to play in your home conditions. That's where the money comes to the central boards. And ultimately, all these players are contracted to their central boards. And so the Indian board is always going to play, want to play more matches at home so that it can fill its coffers. And it's exactly the same in Australia. It's exactly the same in England. And that's why they don't get enough time to go away and prepare properly for overseas tours. Yeah, so that's a, uh, that's a problem. So, uh, the problem of India continues. Uh, moving on, do we have anything else to talk about, Rahul? Or is that it on this podcast? No, I don't think so. I think there's, 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 the, there's the discussion about a rather exciting football match that happened on Sunday. <laughs> that is correct. You know, okay, let's be honest about it. I don't think I have ever been so thrilled about a Liverpool win and cheering Liverpool as I was on that, on that, on that football game night. I mean, let's be honest about it. Every Manchester United fan did not want Manchester City to go down in the history books. I mean, that would have been that would have been cruel. <laughs> it would have just been cruel. And I'm saying this uh, with with full humility. Thank you, Liverpool, for making sure that those buggers from across town do not become the invincible crowd. The, 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 the noisy neighbours. The noisy neighbours. The noisy neighbours they, they would have shown them They would have been unbearable. Um, like, but really, they've been unbearable. They've been know, unbearable. You know, it, it's funny, but... I, I, I was I was always quite confident of Liverpool winning that game. I have to say. I mean, even though Man City were on a, a, a terrific run, I mean, even two days before the game, I said, you know, it, is it strange that I'm so optimistic about winning the match? And that, despite the fact that Coutinho um, had been sold and everybody was bemoaning the fact that because Coutinho had an excellent record against Manchester City. I, but I just thought, and I, you know, I watched the, the match that Bristol City played against Manchester City in the FA Cup, and I just thought that if there is a team that's going to go out and attack Man City's weaknesses, not, their, not worry about how to defend against their strengths, I said if there's a team in the league that can do that, it's Liverpool. And because, that is Liverpool, absolutely. Because, because Man City, are, they're fantastic going forward, but they're not great at the back. And Liverpool are exactly the same. We're fantastic going forward and we're not great at the back. So, you know, I just thought that Jurgen Klopp, knowing Jurgen Klopp the way that he is, he was never, ever going to sit back and say, you know what, guys, let's just let's just be cautious. Take the pressure, yeah. You know, yeah. he was always going to say, you know what, I want you to start at 120 miles an hour and not give up until you fall down. And that's exactly what he got 
from the team and you know it was brilliant i mean it was absolutely an it was an amazing game it was a fabulous game it was a great advertisement you know that's actually a great game the, of football between you know two teams honest to god and i can say this it, it doesn't please me to say it but i can say it right now that i think liverpool and manchester city are playing the most exciting football in the league in terms of in terms of just pure poetry of football no, but I, i mean i don't think that, i don't think there's any question about that i mean these are the two most you know exciting attacking teams and i was you know i was really glad that um you know an early goal went in because that meant that the game was just going to go one way and i think that in in a strange way um manchester city scoring just before the half um made it that the game would not finish 1-1 i thought that if yeah. if liverpool went in 1-0 up um you know the it second could have half, been one it could have been one all it yeah, could have been the, the second half could have got a little bit cagey and and it might have finished one all but, but actually i mean what 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 it did rahul was and you saw the beginning of the second half and i saw it too it seemed like the second half had started afresh it was like a fresh football yeah, game and, and i think that's what that's what jurgen klopp would probably have said to the players that listen it's it's nil nil you know go back it's out nil, and, and just do go back what you've done in the first and you could see that and when and we, you know what i mean i i'm saying it rahul and maybe i don't know but i think liverpool looked better without coutinho because i think well, I, think, were, I, i think they they will against teams like city because you know city come out and attack and that that leaves space for firmino and and mane and salah to run into it I think the question is what Liverpool can Liverpool replicate that against a team that's really going to pack the space. Um I don't know is the answer. Um but you know I I think that what what Liverpool have done and it's not easy. I I want to I want to caution this by saying I don't think all the teams can do it. But but I think that Liverpool have done by saying that listen you're not going to beat this Manchester City side by shutting up shop and and hoping to nick a goal here or there you're going to have to go out and be brave and try and attack them um Absolutely. and i think that if a couple of teams and i'm including manchester united in this if they get alexis sanchez in this window if a couple of teams decide that that's the way that they want to go it wouldn't surprise me if man city lose a few more games on on you the know, I, I, i actually wanted to say this rahul that actually liverpool has shown to the league that don't play the way a Mourinho Pactas bus or the way Newcastle played out there Newcastle is a disgrace I mean Newcastle I mean they're I mean, a disgrace but but like I said don't do that I mean a crystal palace has shown that they can actually give you know yeah, uh, a run for his money so they want you know Jose Mourinho if he, if he gets hold of Alexis Sanchez and you know you and I were discussing before the before the pod that you know you've got Lukaku Pogba and you stick a Sanchez in there Why can't the three of them terrorize Man City's back four? Of course they, they can. can. I mean, and you throw in you throw in Anthony Martial or a Rashford with their speed and with their down the wings. Absolutely, run. of course they can get at that Man City back four. I mean, you you only needed to see that nine minutes that Liverpool scored three goals. Yeah. You only you could see very clearly there from the the goalkeeper, and I think he's a good goalkeeper. I don't think he's a bad goalkeeper, but from the goalkeeper all the way up to Fernandinho in midfield. They were terrified of what was going to happen. Um for that 9 minutes they were absolutely terrified of Salah running at them or Chamberlain running at them or you know Firmino pulling them into space. And I think that you know there are a bunch of other sides in the league that must have been looking at that and saying 
well, shit, you know, we're on to something here. Yeah, and I really think that Liverpool has, you know, shown a window and given that excitement back to what was pretty much turning out to be a dead league. And, you know, there is a strong possibility that City might end up losing two or three more games. And, and but, you know, it could, it, it could just throw the title race open once again. Absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I think the next sort of two, three weeks are critical, aren't they, for, for Man City? You know, if, if they... If they get beaten again, um, all of a sudden, uh, everybody's going to say, oh, you know what, there's a chance here. But if they if they now sort of stabilize themselves and sort of get to mid-February and, and are, are still sort of 12 points ahead, then, you know, I, I think everybody will sort of say, okay, the door's yeah, so the next shut. Four, the next four weeks are going to be fun because also the Champions League starts again. Yeah, so that's, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So it's, it's fun times and... We will leave Rahul in this in the little bubble of happiness for a while because you know it's it it comes far between for him because he's well, mostly we, exasperated. It, 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 well, I I will add we are on an eighteen game unbeaten run here, so you know let's see how that that yeah, goes. Yeah, so we are leaving you with that bubble of happiness, Rahul, for as long as it lasts because, like you said. Liverpool is the kind of team that can exasperate you completely. Absolutely. You yeah, that, that game was, a, 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 in a nutshell, that was the agony and the ecstasy of watching Liverpool Football Club. That's true. I mean, when the, when the third goal went in and there was still about three minutes, two minutes and left. And Aguero was the side netting in the last minute. Oh, good That's God. right. That was, that was fun. So, yeah. That's all we have on this first podcast. First podcast. It's been fun talking about sports once again. I've had, I've actually quite missed it for the last two weeks that we haven't had the podcast. And we promise you we'll be back week after week with Rahul Puri and me. You know, with our with our friendly banter, like I like to put it. Thank you very much, Mr. Puri. Thank we you, Mr. Khan. We shall see you next week. I hope the Alexis Sanchez, you know, story is is on the right side of Manchester. It's Manchester. done by then. <laughs> Is done by then and other deals are done by then and then we'll talk about the transfer market. Yeah, absolutely. But that's all we have on this edition of Just Sports and like I keep saying, if it's a goal, if it's a penalty or a hole-in-one, we'll cover it for you. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.